on, man. Yeah, whatever. You are. I'm right. I'm right. I no, you're bitter. I don't care. I'm right. Oh my gosh. Why are you so salty, dog? Because I'm right. What is going on, guys? This is uh, Grapples Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to is love in the air? Because it is. It is Valentine's Day, February 14th, a.k.a. spend too much money on flowers that normally costs $25. Do you, Mr. Thrill, happy Valentine? I'm sitting here doing the podcast with you, guy. Well, that's not fair, because I have a very, very special Valentine. You have a permanent Valentine. It yeah. doesn't count. It's my, my boo. My at boo this thing. point, like, if you guys miss it, she's like, all right, whatever, I'll see you at home anyway. This, this, this is my boo thing. My monkey. My love. My little love. My baby love. I have an Xbox and a PS4 and guitars, bass. Two basses, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we weren't um, a... A PG yeah product. Did you know what I was gonna say? You know you can't. You Man, know. shut up. Continue. <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples the Apples. That's Grapples the number two, two. apples. You don't like that SoundCloud? We're on that Google Play Music or that Apple Podcast. Doesn't matter where you're listening. We always say this. As long as you're listening, as usual, I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very congested. <laughs> But also very tight. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, ya boy. Shades. Joined by my hetero life mate, second Valentine. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, especially on this day, because that's who I be. Mr. Thrill. Sir. The very long. Very tiring mm-hmm. work week has ended. Mm-hmm. Which means that our wrestling week has ended. Mm-hmm. So we get to cover some non WWE news, some new locations for WrestleMania next year, mm-hmm. some Raw, some SmackDown, some WNW. Can't get into any of that. Unless Cupid, you shoot that arrow and you ring that bell. So let's start off with some non-WWE news as we do. First things first, big announcement from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Put out a teaser trailer on their YouTube page and then announced it full-fledged the next day. After the grand success of their joint Supercard, G1 Supercard with Ring of Honor last year. They are back at it again. New Japan will be running a solo show at MSG on August 22nd. Now, when this was announced, I called you. And I said, obviously we're in, but are you in? Because you're in, so are you in. Well, it's it's the day before Shades turns the big 3-0. How better to celebrate it than with some New Japan Pro Wrestling? I can name a thousand ways to celebrate it. On a beach, drunk. 
In your house, drunk. That's a good one. My house, drunk. You know what? MSG. Drunk! (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, I mean, we don't really... There's no details on the card or anything like that, but... I mean, but the good it's thing a ab- super card, man. It's got to be... The good thing about this time is that there's no wondering. Where last year we were like, is Kenny going to be there? Are the Bucks going to be there? Is this person going to be there? Is that person going to be there? This year we know who's on the roster. We know we're seeing um, Okada. We know we're seeing Naito. We, you know we're seeing Osprey. You know we're seeing um, but, but, Kenta. But... We're, we're probably going to see Moxley. But... Oh, no. Moxley can't work their North American shows. Hmm. But um, anyway, so then, damn, that took that literally. You just took the wind out of my sails just now because I was just like, you know what? There is anticipation because Jericho, Jericho can show up, or um, I mean, I don't know if Jericho has the same stipulation in his contract. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I was saying maybe we can get some AEW guys there, but just because you said Moxley can't fight, wrestle while they're in uh, North America, I was just like, that's why when they had the opening night. And of the uh, G1 uh, the Climax, climax yeah. in Houston, he wasn't allowed to be there. Uh, he's not during he's an exclusive AEW contract in North America. Hmm. That sucks. But look, we had both Moxley and Jericho at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah. There was talks that maybe that was the beginning, maybe that was the opening of something. So maybe this is the next step. If we can get, even if it's just Jericho and Moxley again, if we can get any AEW talent at this show, it can only benefit their relationship. Here's, And they also have proven guys like, people who New Japan is familiar with, like Jeff Cobb, like Best Friends. So even if let's say New Japan goes, look, we don't know who some of your guys are, so we don't trust them. Maybe they go, we don't know Jurassic Express, so we don't want to work with them. Yeah. Maybe they say we don't know um, uh, Jake Hager, so we don't want to work with him. Maybe we don't know so and so, but they're familiar with SCU. They're familiar with LAX, or what used to be LAX, Antenna Ortiz. They're familiar with Best Friends. Imagine Minoru Suzuki versus Darby Allen. Oh my god. I mean, New Japan would have to be willing to work with Darby Allen. I know, but still. Oh my god. Dar- the, the amount of pain that Darby Allen would put himself through in that match with Suzuki would be ungodly. So I don't know. I mean,. As soon as they announce tickets, I already can tell you at least three people minimum who are going to be there. You, me, and, and Tommy Boy Davis. Well, he's working that day. No, he's, he's going to the show. Oh, he's going to the show. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, big news. Now, so not so big news. Because anything that comes out of Ring of Honor is not so big news. Um, the, um, I'm sorry. The Pure Title Tournament Quarterfinals will take place at Ring of Honor's Battlestar 2020. After their whole fiasco with Kelly Klein, that's left them without a women's champion, they will be holding a tournament over the course of a few shows to crown a new women's champion. And, and their three-woman deep division. 
And lastly, oh man. And lastly, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, the Briscoes, the Briscoe brothers, however you want to refer to them, will be competing head to head against one another at Ring of Honor Past versus Present. Should be interesting. I'm I've only I'm only used to them as a tag team. When I started wrestling again, they were already like tearing down the house as the Briscoe brothers. So I'm very interested to see how they go one on one. I know you're familiar with them as singles competitors. Uh, I'm more familiar with Jay than Mark. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, um, uh, not enough to call myself like a true fan of Jay Briscoe, but mm-hmm. I watched enough of Jay Briscoe to be like, ah, you know what? I, I like his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, not so much. Okay. Well, but, again, I'm interested to see what they do as a uh, as opponents rather than as a tag team. My thing with New Beginnings is like, there's no. I mean, yeah, you're getting your 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 past versus your present. You mean your past versus present? What did I say? Your past versus your present. No, you said my issue with New Beginnings. I was like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Um, well, <laughs> I was like, New Japan New Beginnings is over already. Um, past versus present it's there's no stakes really you know Mm -hmm. Um, what do they get except for the preferred chicken except for the fact that you get you know no it was it it was lazy you said there's no stakes I said maybe it's because they like like chicken and I said it was lazy or maybe they're vegan again lazy you're lazy they don't have Except for, like, the nostalgia factor, there's nothing really hooking me into watching Past versus Present. Mm-hmm. Homicide versus Brody King, also announced. We said that last week. Did we? Yes. So the updated card for Past versus Present is as follows. Jay versus Mark. Um, Xavier versus Jay Lethal. Homicide versus Brody King, Alex Shelley and Matt Seidel versus Marty Scurll and Flip Gordon, and then Doug Williams versus Jonathan Gresham. Wow, I don't care about this. Yeah. At all. Not even a little bit. I mean, I'm interested in watching the uh, Alex Shelley versus, I mean, Alex Shelley and Matt Seidel versus Marty Scurll and Flip Gordon match. Nope, not even. But that's only because I'm a huge fan of both Scurll and Flip, and then I've heard a lot of good things about Shelley and Seidel. I like Jay Lethal, but I don't really care about Xavier. Yeah, no, probably not going to watch this. Appearances by Delirious, Alice in Danger, whoever that is, Necro Butcher, and others. Okay. Fun. <laughs> okay. We have some results for uh, New, New Japan's New Beginning. Okay. That happened on Saturday. Uh-huh. Just passed. Right. We're not going to go through the entire card because... Nah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of Rapongi 3K uh, retained against Suzuki Goons, uh, Kanemaru and El De- Desperado. Yeah, what a surprise. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi retained against Ryu Lee. Surprise. Was a good match, though. John Moxley retains against Minoru Suzuki. Oh my god! Did you? Did you? Watch, so I only. That's the only match I watched from all this. It's insane. I didn't get to watch it actually. It is so violent. Um, but the new contender for Moxley's U.S. title. Yeah, it came after the match. 
ZSJ. The little weasel that oh, is man. Zack Sabre Jr. <sighs> Two different styles. Complete opposite styles. But we've seen it in the past with ZSJ. Mm-hmm. Don't matter what style he's wrestling. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a good match. And then Tetsuya Naito retained against Kenta. Because, duh. <laughs> because duh. And that's, that's and that, pre- the, that pretty much wraps up the non WWE news. Shades, take it away and tell them what's going on in the world of the WWE. So, uh, not much is going on in Connecticut. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the Brahma Bull, the People's Champ, the most electronic man in all sports entertainment. Has a daughter. Who knew? I had no idea. I didn't even know this. And uh, they showed the picture on her Instagram of her joining, uh, or at least training, yes. at the WWE Performance Center. Mm-hmm. And she can be the first ever four, fourth generation WWE superstar. Now, of course, they're going to have her. <laughs> My thing is... One. Uh, I want to say it's obvious. If she doesn't have the stuff, she doesn't have the stuff. She has to be able to at least carry herself and not hurt her partner, her opponents. To a degree. Her cousin does this. But Naya... When Naya, Naya can... How do I put this? What Naya has... Is definitely enough to make you go, okay, that makes sense that she's in the WWE. She's a big girl. You have, but she, but she also has ring presence. She has, you know, she is charismatic. If Simone can't cut a promo, if she has no charisma, if she can't work, if she's not athletic, like if none of that's in place, don't get me wrong, she has to really work hard to not at least get a shot. Yeah. But if she doesn't have it, I can't imagine they're going to risk herself or her uh, opponents just because who her father is. Ric Flair's sons didn't all make it. In WCW, they did. How'd that work out? David Flair hates the wrestling business. All I'm saying is it doesn't always work out that well. And if they do, there's a ceiling. Look at at the Grandmaster Sexay. A.K.A. Christopher Lawler. His father is a wrestling legend, and it only got him so far. He's only a wrestling legend in Memphis. He's a wrestling legend. He's a pervert everywhere else. (laughs) 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 But but Brian Christopher had to at least, or Christopher Lawler, whatever you want to call him, had to, I can't believe I remember his old name. Um, He had to at least be able to work in the ring. It's not like he couldn't work. It wasn't bad. That's what I'm saying. He at least was able to work. And once him and Sky Tuhati got together with Too Cool, they had something that really you remember worked. Sky Tuhati's real name? Or Scott Taylor. Scott Taylor, yeah. Come on, son. Come on, son. I was a huge Too Cool fan. Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher. Yeah. You remember in uh, WrestleMania 2000? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They were in there? Of course. And they were by their old tag team name. It wasn't Too Cool. No. It was... It was, was like... It like too hot or too Bri- sexy, something, something like, like that. that. No, those are their nicknames. It was Brian Too Hot 
No, Brian Too Sexy Christopher and, and Scott, Scott Too Hot Taylor. Yeah. Which is why they went to Sky Too Hot and Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah. But their tag name was not too cool. It was something else. <clears throat> anyway, proceed. So, the last bit of WWE news is WrestleMania. Last year was in our backyards of New Jersey at the Meadowlands where yeah, yeah, yeah. the New York Giants and the New York Jets play. This year... Too much. That was their old tag name. Their original tag name was Too Much. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm so sorry. That was a bit too much. Uh, a <laughs> <laughs> This year... <laughs> this year's WrestleMania is in Tampa Bay where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Yes. Next year, we're going to have WrestleMania in Los Angeles, California, Jace. Well, it's where the Chargers are going to play. Inglewood? Yeah. Oh. Well, the Chargers aren't going to be a team after Phillip Rivers leaves. Wah, wah. WrestleMania is going Hollywood, is their slogan, again. They're going to be in Inglewood, Los Angeles, California, um... What's the name of their stadium? SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. SoFly Stadium. I'll say this much. At least Inglewood is a city within L.A. County. Okay. But it's not L.A. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of these promotions. I have to be the only... I know I'm probably the only one who harps on this because I do it every single time. But it's so it's such crap that these promotions do this. WrestleMania was not in New York. Uh, what was it? Um, AEW's um, All In and All Out, not in Chicago. Stop saying it's in a neighboring big city if it's not there. It's messed up to the people who buy tickets, travel to the city, and then realize that the venue is like mad deep. Yeah, I mean, look at AEW now. They're like. AEW finally comes to New York, and we're like, oh, yeah, and we look at it, it's Rochester. Rochester. Oh, yeah, Rochester. It's like, Rochester? That's a, that's a five-hour drive from here. At least, what, at least when they announced the Prudential Center, they said the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, well, they always do that, like that metro area. But when they're like, AEW finally comes to New York, they said New York, New York State. State. Rochester's an hour away from the border. But again, at least it's in New York. At least they're at least they're saying New York, and not going. You know, it's in New York when it's in another city, another state, or saying it's in New York City when it's in another city. Like them, like AEW saying that they were in Chicago when they were in Hoffman Estates is stupid. WrestleMania is saying it's not a suburb of Chicago though. It's a suburb outside of Chicago. Uh, if you're driving, it's half an hour away from Chicago. That's why when this revolution that's coming up in two weeks, they're like, Chicago, downtown, because it's actually in downtown Chicago this time. Yo, you just sound so bitter. Because <laughs> You sound so bitter. I had to spend like 40 bucks on an Uber to get there, oh, God. and I had to spend a $100 what, Uber getting back. First of all, it must have killed you to buy being an Uber in general. Oh my God. Because I'm here <laughs> thinking, okay, Chicago, I've been to Chicago, the transportation in Chicago is awesome. Burps, not in Hoffman Estates. Not a thing on the weekends. WrestleMania was not in New York City. We could have taken the bus or the train to New York City. All the people 
who went to New York for the weekend and ended up taking the New Jersey Transit to get out to, to MetLife Stadium? Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. You are. I'm right. I'm right. I no, you're bitter. I don't care. I'm right. Oh my gosh. Why are you so salty, dog? Because I'm right. It affects the people who are commuting. It's not right. So, why don't you Google the venue like you, uh, I don't know, normally should do? <sighs> it's beside the point, Jeremy. It's not. Okay, shades. It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I can just see you're just like you're over it now. <laughs> just the just the defeat in your face. <laughs> and you're such a jerk for enjoying this. Buddy. I am because you called me like, bro. It's like twelve o'clock in the morning, and there's not a bus to be seen. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm in New York. I'm gonna go and pick you up. Has it been an Uber with four complete strangers? <laughs> just to get to the train station. They could have murdered you, and then you still had to take public transit. No, I walked. I walked from the train. Oh, you're like screw this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forget the. My hotel was close enough to the train station that I could walk. Uh, One a.m. on the Chicago train, you're definitely gonna get murdered. <laughs> oh, Mister Thrill. Can we move on? That was a good laugh. I hate you. That was a good laugh. Some Valentine's Day. <sighs> Valentine's Day. Can we want to Raw or something? I was trying to make the transition, but I had gas. So <laughs> <laughs> it was like Raw's red, Valentine's blue. Let's move on. What? I'm like hot and sweaty. Oh, excuse me. Hello. <laughs> Raw is red. Smackdown is blue. Change the channel. You'll be happy too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raw. I didn't get to watch it. I actually didn't get to watch any much of wrestling. That's not even proper English. Wow, what I didn't kind get of to watch much of any wrestling. Still bad news. You're getting better. Didn't get to watch the wrestling. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Because <laughs> Shades, his alter ego Jeremy, had a very hellacious week, week at work. Yeah, you're having a hellacious time with these sentences right now. I'm congested. I can't breathe. And I don't want to go... There. Let's talk about what really mattered on Raw, because we're we're in that phase where Raw is trying to get to WrestleMania. What do you mean? We're already on the road to WrestleMania. Exactly, but it's like two months away, and they're like fifty-eight days to be exact. Well, no, that was on Raw. Fifty-eight on Raw. So was that one, two, forty-five, four days, fifty-four days, fifty-four days? You're asking me. My degree's in English. Is it? It is. Creative writing. Creative. Anyway, so Becky and Asuka have their rematch for the Roman Championship, which was a very good match from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the one match that I actually got to see, and I was like, you know what? Very, very good storytelling in terms of, like, in the match. Okay. I don't like that Asuka just gets a rematch because she, just because, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Instead of having, I mean, again... Post match, you get to build towards WrestleMania, right. but right. Uh, I would have much rathered Becky saying, "I've beaten everybody that there is." I mean, I've beaten uh, Charlotte. Now Charlotte ran off to NXT to avoid me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, like really play up to the 
longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, don't just... I mean, this week was definitely... Okay, let's start setting up our pieces. Yeah. For both Raw and SmackDown, which we'll get to later. But it was definitely... Tonight was definitely, okay, let's set up our, man, our, our feuds going into Mania. So, after the Becky and Oscar matches, when we have said things go into motion, where we have Shayna Baszler... Shayna Baszler. Who makes her proper Raw debut. Bad job by the cameraman, by the way. What else is new? Because they had... WWE's terrible. No, no, they... I'm talking about in terms of, like, hiding Shayna from coming in. Mm-hmm. Sure, like, they, they didn't have her, like, in the, the background. Mm-hmm. But what they did do was they had... Uh, they were zoomed in on Becky's, mm-hmm. like, celebrating. Mm-hmm. And he, me, because I'm crazy like that, I'm looking at the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you see the crowd pointing at something. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's like, okay, Basil's coming in. Mm-hmm. I knew Basil was coming in already, but now it's like, th- these are just the telltale signs. And I was like, right, right. The- look at that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Okay, something's about to happen. Mm. And then... Instead of keeping like a close up on Becky's face, mm-hmm. and so we just get her hitting from getting attacked from behind. Yeah, she gets okay. attacked from behind by Baszler, and I'm just like, cool. Um, uh, too little, too late for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still gonna be invested into the program, but I would have much rather this with Baszler winning the Royal Rumble, where she can. Oh, I cleaned out NXT. Now I'm cleaning out Raw. Or SmackDown, and then she just chooses Raw, obviously. So, between them not having her win the Rumble, and then the way this segment ends, I've kind of lost a lot of, like, care for this feud. Because this this whole segment ends with, you know, Shane is beating down on Becky. She and puts then, in the Kira Fuda clutch, and then lets it go. And decides, hmm, I didn't have my post-workout meal yet. And just you're not you when you're hungry. And she just takes a quote unquote bite out of the back of Becky's neck. Of course, someone had a blood patch or a blood capsule somewhere. Shayna probably had it in her mouth. She's right. So, yeah. Right. And commenced massive amounts of fake blood all over Becky's neck and all over Shayna's mouth. And it's just like, why? <laughs> what? Have you what? seen the still for it? Yeah. Tell me, Baszler doesn't look like Ozzy. hundred percent. She's got Absolutely. full Ozzy going on. Absolutely, absolutely. It's I. Don't, I I don't get the point. Like I don't think they needed this. Uh, in no way, shape, or form, did we need to have <laughs> Baszler biting, biting, quote unquote, Becky's neck. To the point of, of quote-unquote, bloodshed. It just doesn't make any sense. A, so what, is Shayna a bat or a vampire now? Like, what? I don't understand. I really hope they don't... Because then her, uh, Gangrel... Uh, oh, my God. Who's another vampire person? Edge and Christian, when they first came... Who was that vampire character that they bought on ECW? Uh, well, it was Shane Thorne. No, not Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne's the TM61 guy. Something Kevin Thorne. Kevin Thorne? Kevin Thorne. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Thorne. And he was with um I don't know, but she had huge Shelly Martinez? Yeah, Shelly Martinez. Huge fake breasts. So Kevin Thorne, Gangrel, and now Shayna Baszler. They're all gonna be in a stable. 
The Night Boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's Blade? I don't understand. Do we need a Daywalker? It just doesn't, like, this does nothing for Shayna's character. And it puts it, like, so... Shayna's whole thing in NXT was... She was a legitimate badass. She was a former MMA perform wrestler uh, fighter who now just owned women's wrestling. So what do you what she now she's by people she's she's uh, Mike Tyson now. Do not speak ill of Mike Tyson. I will. Slap it do- oh, shut up! <laughs> this does not fit her personality. Does it fit it her doesn't. Character? It doesn't. It really. It makes no sense. <laughs> I. What was the point of this? First of all, this absolutely zero like. Who does that? Well, bite, bite. Who bites someone's neck like in the middle of a fight, or after a fight? Not even a fight. She had already beaten her down. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. If my monkey plays the cards right. I get my Shayna Baszler on tonight too. So I'm down now. <laughs> this I don't know. This really soured me on the whole Baszler and Becky feud. Which kind of sucks because now you're going into two <clears throat> WrestleMania main events. Not really invested, but mm-hmm. invested in the uh, the angle, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was into the whole, you know, price fighter versus, you know, like... Man of the people. Man of, exactly. You know, Becky's the man. She's been the champion since last WrestleMania. Untouchable. The face of the company, blah, blah, blah. Shayna Baszler's coming over to, you know, to mess stuff up and take stuff over. I was into that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't... She bit her neck. Congratulations. You're a vampire. Now you're going to have Jessamyn Duke and Minna Shafir come up and they're going to be the brood? The female brood? <laughs> the brood? <laughs> <laughs> What's the freaking movie? Oh my god. The Craft? The Craft! <laughs> yeah, I kept saying The Coven. I was like, no, The Craft. Um, but they were witches. They weren't vampires. Who cares? It's all God. <laughs> all goth man oh my god Ugh. so I don't know that, that's all that's Raw was done for me after that uh, I, I don't know man I, I'm not sold on any storyline except right now Lesnar McIntyre yeah cause even the um Rollins and Kevin Owens thing was I'm starting to spin its wheels. I am tired of that already. It's the same. It's the same. Rollins as the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples Murphy and the AOP versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and who's now, back from his wellness? Yeah, pop, right. Wellness for, sto- for for story purposes for shizzle. What? What the <laughs> what? heck was that? What was that? What was that? You know what that was? Um, what? I'm having an aneurysm. <laughs> Remember the the Chappelle show, the uh, the the, the Rachel Giraffe. I always want to say this. For shizzle. Like that's that. What you were Tiger Woods just now. I don't now. know where that came from. Um, but and then now they're involving the um Viking War Raiders, Viking Warriors, Viking Experience, Viking Eric and Ivar, Vikings, War Machine. So it's just like, I, I'm tired of doing this. These four, these eight guys in the same rigmarole, just... What? A rigmarole? Anyway. What, wait, no, no, you, a rigmarole? Rigmarole. What's a rigmarole? Oh, God. It's like a saying, it's like a, a phrase. Look, rigmarole. A lengthy and complicated procedure. 
a long rambling story or statement. You got too many words in that little head of yours. It's crazy. My degree's in English. It's crazy. <laughs> you could have just said, nah, this is going on for too long. Yeah, you gotta use the words rigmarole. It's a word. It's just there and it fit. If anybody, and I mean anybody listening to this, knows rigmarole, please comment now. And I sit back like I was waiting for their comments, like they can listen to Like as if like we're what going live. Dummy. As if we're live streaming. Anyway, let's move on to some WNW. Wednesday Night Wars. We have AEW versus NXT and AEW. Let's start with NXT. Wait, do we have the numbers this week? The numbers, Mason, what do they mean? <laughs> oh, you didn't play Black Ops. AEW, NXT. Ah. No, I did not play Black Ops. No, I mean, everybody looks for the numbers. You know what's funny is that whenever I look for the numbers, I can never find them. But. This is January. Nope. Oh, you. I, I said. I saw AEW scores massive I know, numbers. I, I was know like, they oh. won again. AEW? Yeah, but their viewership dipped a little bit. I mean, they were in like 978 or something like that last week, so. It's either up or down, you know? Here we go. You can stay stagnant. So, 8.17, and NXT was 7.57. Oh, so they took a massive dive. Yeah. Talking about almost 150,000 people. Correct. For AEW, there's a drop of about 111,000 people. Oh. But they still won. NXT dropped 13,000. Which is not a lot of a drop for them, but they're still... Compared to 111,000? Right. But it's another week where AEW wins. And, which is funny, because anyone and everyone is saying that this is arguably AEW's best weekly show since they've gone on the air. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so, if... And I, I always look at ratings as a week-behind thing. Because ratings are based on how good the previous episode was, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So if that's any indicator, then next week we'll probably do Gangbusters. I mean, it's possible. I mean, <clears throat> what do we have next week in terms of sports? Nothing, really. And next week we have the cage match. The very first cage match. We have the tag team battle royal to determine the number one contender. Yeah, you know what? T- next week, can it, it can very possibly hit that million mark. Oof. Uh, do we have a title match next week? We had two title matches this week. No, we don't have a title match next week because Moxley and Jericho are um, moving their program along to Revolution. Right. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> Also, in my opinion, Moxley should not win the AEW championship. Oh, no, I think next week we have Moxley versus uh, Jeff Cobb. That's going to be a hardened match. But yes, Moxley shouldn't win the belt. Wait, we'll, we'll get to that when we have to get to that. When's uh, Revolution? Revolution? Yeah. 29th. So, yeah. Saturday. Soon. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. Two weeks. So, NXT versus AEW. My issue with NXT this week that it felt similar to one of those... It's like, a, it's like their example of a Raw or SmackDown where they're kind of just in placeholding, mm-hmm. they're kind of just waiting, because this week is um, Oregon. TakeOver Oregon. Portland. Oregon. 
Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's Portland, Oregon. Yeah, but it's... But it's called Takeover, Takeover Portland. Yeah, but they were saying that the, the graphic I saw was Takeover Oregon. And I was really? like, no, it's supposed to be Portland. Pretty yeah. sure it's Takeover Portland. Oh, it's just Portland, Oregon. Yeah, okay. Portland so on the top, Oregon Well, I can't read that much, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Portland on the top, Oregon on the bottom. Okay, so yeah, that's exactly what I saw also. Yeah, okay. So... What's with the circular saw? I don't know. Portland has a lot of trees or something. Like that. I I don't. Bunyan. I have no idea. I've never been to Portland, Oregon. Oh, we, you were in Seattle. Yes, Seattle is not Portland. Yeah, I clearly. Seattle is also not in Oregon. It's in Washington. Yeah, I know that. Oregon's uh, its own state. Uh, do you know that? Yeah. Do you? Yes, I do. Shoo. Anyway, so considering this is the go home show to take over Portland. It kind of feels, and all these these feuds have already kind of been in place for a while. Mm-hmm. So everything's kind of just been a little nudge more in that direction. So nothing really happened except the one match that's apparently not going to be on the show, which is the Cruiserweight Championship match. So we had Angel Garza or Angel Garza versus Leo Rush to determine the number one contender. And what bothers me about this match is even though it was a great match, it was a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Because Angel Garza is working Raw. Mm-hmm. And this is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So clearly, Angel Garza is not going to win this match. Mm-mm. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. Leo Rush won. And Angel Garza is now free to gallivant on Raw. As the pseudo Andrade until Andrade comes back. In the Latino division. <laughs> Which I don't get because Garza is a face in NXT. And he's playing the heel on Raw. Yep. Because continuity is not a thing in WWE. Boy. Now, over on AEW, we crack open the show with Kenny and Hangman versus SCU. Man, this match is so good. This match is every... As I'm watching the match, I'm thinking to myself... This is what tag team wrestling should be, not what WWE does. And this is not me trying to put down one brand over the other. It's just WWE's tag division, we all know, and the way that they treat tag teams is junk. This had a little bit of everything. I feel like your standard WWE... If I told you, Shades, there's going to be a WWE tag team match going on right now. Who's in it? Does it matter? Yes. Okay. I don't think it matters. I think I could tell you any two teams, and you could probably tell me exactly how the match is going to go. No. Other than the finish. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many times have we we were like, ah, okay, like, they're not going to mess with And then they just put a banger of a match together. That's when you have teams like the New Day versus the Usos, who have insane chemistry together. That's when you have teams who are like, who else has really good tag matches in WWE recently? That's not fair. Aha! Uh-huh. You see? But otherwise, it's always the same thing. You have the ring cut in half, they beat up on one guy, you wait for the hot tag, then there's a comeback, another comeback, and then we have a pinfall. Right or wrong? Yeah. Aside from your, your bangers... That's pretty much what we get. Mm-hmm. This was 
Anything that you would typically see in a tag match, plus things that you don't typically see in a tag match. It's like every kind of tag match put into one. Uh, false finishes. And, uh, you had the ring cut in half stuff. You also had the, they're all brawling in the middle of the ring. You had the, like, spot fest stuff. You had, things that were interesting to me were, okay, you know how in NXT they really made use out of this double submission move in the ring where, like, Two guys from the same team have both guys in the other of the other team in a submission in the middle of the ring at the same yes. time, and like they're trying to tap or not tap and blah blah blah. So there was a similar spot in this match, but the ref, because you have two illegal men in the in the ring, was not trying to count a submission, was breaking it up and rang a five count for them to get out of the ring or he's going to disqualify them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's stuff that you don't see. On WWE TV. Or in most tag team matches, regardless of promotion. Yes and no. <clears throat> it's very it's very rare. Not very rare. It's rare that they're like, get our, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but when they do have your, you know, your your tag team partner comes in the ring, they do give you the five. No, count. no, for sure. But I'm talking about that particular <clears throat> spot. The double submission spot is usually played for. No, because that's like the, the climax of the match. Like that's, Right. That, that... But if someone taps, the ref will normally call the match for the tap. In this case, the ref was not having it. Well, did they tap? No, because the ref was counting five. They got to four, and then they had to break it up. Yeah. So here's it. Now, now I'm going to nitpick a little bit. The count isn't a five-count break to hold. It is a five-count get out of the ring. Now, if you're holding the submission for four seconds, and you're still in the ring at five, ring the bell. Match is over. Well, so the way that it actually, so they're sitting next to each other, and at four, they broke the hold, fell over, and fell out of the ring. Okay, I'll allow it. But my point is that this was like, you know, a ref refing. But we've always said that about AEW's refs. Right. It's like, you know, it kind of feels like we're actually watching a wrestling match instead of just some guy with a ref shirt on right. walking around yelling at people. Exactly. So, again, this was just a fantastic match. Um, at the end, Kenny and Hangman did go over because, duh. Um, and so now SCU is SCU. as part of the, I believe it's an eight-man or, I mean, an eight-team battle royal next week to determine the new number one contender. And it's got, like, every tag team. And it's going to be crazy. I think... They're not going to, but they need to. <clears throat> Jurassic Express needs to win this battle royal. Mm, okay. I think it's gonna be the Bucks. So early. We're 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 getting to the that feud, that boiling point. It's too early. Of of Kenny and Hangman and the Elite and the Bucks. We can only push this along so long. The thing with AEW is that they they know how to drag out a story sure. without making it seem like it's being you know dragged out. Question is, do they want to do this for Revolution or for not? Because then you're talking about dragging this out for another three months. That would make it to all out, right? Correct. Hmm. Or is it double or nothing? No, it's double or nothing. Yeah, double yeah or nothing sorry. All out's in um in September. September. Yeah. October. One of those. September, the first week back in school. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, double or nothing, right? You so, either they set this up next week so they can have the match for Revolution, 
maybe not have the implosion of revolution, but have the first match at revolution. And then we keep chipping away at that relationship all the way through double or nothing. How, but how do you chip it away? So they have a match, right, at Revolution. Mm-hmm. So the, the Bucks win the Battle Royal. You have the small tension at Revolution. But Kenny and the Bucks are going to go into it. Same thing as they did with SCU. They're going to do a fizz bump to start the match. This is in sportsmanship. Great. Tra-la-la. During the match, Hangman's going to do something that's a little nefarious to, win the, to retain the title. He's going to pull tights or... Grab a rope, or he's gonna super kick someone out. He's gonna do something. Has he done it in the past, though? Nothing blatant. He's so, gonna do something blatant here, because they haven't really faced each other. They've been with each other and kind of like not tagged each other or tagged each other. This will be the first time they go against each other. So if Hangman does something a little outside of the scope of friendship, then you get the beginning of the tension, of the real tension. Yo, what are you doing? I know you're. In it. Hey, I'm just trying to retain the titles. Blah blah blah, and then. You keep chipping away at that little by little by little by little until we get to double or nothing. At least you get the first blow, the so opening salvo. They, they cheat a revolution. Hangman for the for cheats. the most part, not Kenny. Hangman. Then they can play like you're saying. They can play off the whole. Uh, hey man, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to keep my championship just like you would. Mm-hmm. Then, you can have little feuds in between, like they did in New Japan. Where they'd have, you know, matches here and there, random title defenses here and there, but everyone's in the blue, come back to this. Maybe have more six-man tag matches, more elite versus so-and-so, where there's more, you know, tension between the two of them, and they just keep building until... You can get a um, an eight-man against the inner circle. Hager, Guevara, mm-hmm. and then uh, Santana and Ortiz. And somebody blind tags themselves in, hitting mm-hmm. Hangman. He gets mad, he leaves... <clears throat> further attention. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think having I think that makes the most sense because you have to start cooking this on the pot. Yeah. So you have the first the opening salvo on Saturday Revolution and we get this through to double or nothing. That's if they want to get it through to double or nothing. Right. We're only just uh, brainstorming basically. If not, then they have to push this through all out. No, that's too long. So then what are they going to do it? No, what I'm saying is they may not even pull the trigger on this at all, you know? Oh, they have to. They have to. There's such a main storyline, they have to. Mm. They have to pull the trigger on this in some capacity eventually. My question is, how are they going to separate Hangman from Kenny? uh, You're the reason we lost the belts. And then at All Out, we have Kenny versus Hangman? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Kenny gets gets pinned because he he gets hit with the Meltzer driver. They double super kick um, Hangman out. Hangman's out on the outside. <clears throat> no, 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 no. No. Hangman goes for the, the buckshot lariat. One of the Bucks ducks. He hits Kenny. They throw him out. Then Kenny gets hit with the Meltzer driver. Mm. Hangman has to be responsible in some capacity. No, because then, then he can... They can. Because then Kenny has reason to blame him. I did not. I was gonna get a text message from my boss at ten fifty-seven p.m. That's well, my. <laughs> Let's just get that for you. Hey Drew, you made the podcast. Yeah, welcome Andrew. Hope <laughs> you're listening. You know, doing adult stuff. <laughs> but Hangman doesn't want to be blamed for anything, so him hitting Kenny with the buckshot mm-hmm. is him. 
almost assuming blame. If Kenny loses clean, he can say, hey, you're the reason why we lost. But that's a heel thing to do. Remember, Kenny's the face here. I'm saying... Um, oh, Hangman's, Hangman's blaming Kenny. Blaming, blaming Kenny. Gotcha. Okay, so that's why. I misunderstood what you were getting at. Yeah, I, I thought you meant Hangman is blaming Kenny. I, I, I mean, you know, I thought you meant Kenny was blaming no, Hangman. No, no, no. Which is why I'm saying, if no, that's the case, then no, Hangman no. has to be the one to deliver a buckshot lariat. Because you, your exact words before, when we started this was, how do you break up Hangman and Kenny? Right, right, and right. And this is how you do it. You have Hangman, Hangman blames like, Kenny. Blame Kenny, and then he's like, you know what, I don't need you guys anymore. And then you you go on from there. And he'd be like, jumps on the next dynamite or something like that. And the problem with that is, after this feud, what do you do with Hangman? Well, he has to be Kenny. Yes. And then he goes for the AEW Championship again. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. So first of all, and part of the storyline has to be, you know, you thought you were so great in Japan, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to prove I'm better than you. And Hangman has to be Kenny. He has to be Kenny. Ooh, and then if if they, they want to solidify Hangman as one of their top guys, he has to be Kenny. And Hangman, in his promos, has to highlight just how big Kenny was before AW versus how little success he's had in AW. I like that, actually. And then if they have their actual working partnership with uh, New Japan, Japan, they can really, really, like, like, dig into it. Yeah. They could They could definitely, like... This is... Uh, I'm, I'm visualizing everything in my head, and it's like, this could be a really good storyline. Yeah, man. But... Oh, you were the leader, blah, blah, blah. You were this, you were that, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to prove I'm better than you. And then he... You, know, you were the leader, but what did you, you... Where did you lead me to? Oof, 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 oof. Where did you lead me to? You and the Bucks have all your success and your money and everyone knows and loves you guys. And who am I? I'm just a guy in the corner. Not anymore. Uh, they what? always thought of me the drunk cowboy. What? What? Oh. What? Well, I can't. I can't. What? Man, I'm about to call up. Uh, I'm about to DM Cody. Yo, where's, Cody? Yo, where's Cody? Where's Cody? Cody and Khan. Cody and Khan. Come on. This, listen to this episode, my friend. All right, this is what Hire we got. This, right is, this is what we got. Hear us out. <laughs> hear us out. But it all depends on what happens next week at the Battle Royal. Tomorrow, next next episode. Talk about pretty. long-term booking. You and I just booked the next six months of, of, of AEW. Which, <laughs> which could be a banger storyline. And it all revolves around one match tomorrow. I mean, next week. Yeah. If the Bucks win next week, we can have this in motion. I mean, if we're talking about this now, and we haven't even got the result for the next week's match, imagine how in-depth we're going to go into this. So we should be bookers. We just, like, call Hog and be like, hey, do you guys need bookers? Because we're good at this. And then we'll, they'll give us the book, and we'll be really bad at it. And we'll lose our job in two weeks. Speak for yourself. And we'll be back here. <laughs> At 29 years of wrestling information and bad booking, and I and I watched WWE. I know how to not bad uh, how to book. I know how to book well. Every wrestler has always said. Everyone says it's easy until you have the book in your hands. The difference is, I'm not a wrestler. Okay. I am. All I'm saying is, I would never underestimate how difficult it could be to be a booker. I am Vince Russo in the flesh. You don't want to say that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some more big stuff that I've had on AEW. 
That was one of two title matches that we had. The second title match was Riho defending her AEW Women's World Championship versus Nyla Rose in what was easily the best match that either of these two women had on the promotion. Uh, the crowd was really into this. Mm-hmm. They were super behind Riho. You know, they were eating it up. They were chanting Riho's name. They were really behind her the whole step of the way. And then, however, once Nyla hit the Beast Bomb and won the match, the crowd was also behind the title change. And I think there's a couple things going on here. A, like I said, the match was so good, the fans were eating it up. Mm-hmm. However... I think everyone knew it was time. The problem with Riho, and this is something that kind of just made aware to me over the week listening to um, Wrestling Observer Radio, is that Riho still lives in Japan. Mm. So, I did not know that. So I had of, an idea, but I did not know that. So a lot of the issues stem from they have to pay for her to come in, which is why she's not on TV every week, because they can't yeah. afford to fly her in from Japan every week. Yeah. So... This also alleviates that issue. You can now have a champion on TV every week. People like Sheeta, she's making her plans to move to America mm. to make it easier for her. But right now, Riho still lives in Japan. So taking the belt off of her just makes a lot of sense logistically for AW also. So in terms of the way the match was executed and the story and the logistics... I'm totally on board with this. Me too. I didn't honestly did not realize that Riho. Well, she's still so young, but I didn't realize that she still lives in Japan. Yeah, it's just thing that you don't think about, you know. And yeah, she she lives in Japan. I, it's so naive to, to say, but it's like when you're thinking about wrestling, you're not really thinking about the actual person behind the right. gimmick. You're thinking of right. just the gimmick. Yeah, you just it's you're like, paying attention to what you see on TV, you know. Or on a computer screen, wherever you watch it. You're not worried about, oh, I don't care how this person's not, you know, traveling or where their living arrangements is. Right. Be on TV and defend your belt. Right. Especially in a company that's not like WWE, where you're traveling with the company everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you provide your own transportation, but you're traveling to each city together. Mm -hmm. This is, you, you know, perform your show for the week, you go home. You meet at the ne- at the next venue. Mm-hmm. So someone like Riho, she's performing on Wednesday nights. Probably Thursday morning, she's on the next flight to, to Japan. And the following Tuesday, she's, you know, back in the States. Which is that no is, good for her. That and explains AW why her matches are so, like, have been so bad. She's jet-lagged. Could be also. But whatever it was, this match had all the ingredients of a fantastic women's championship match. Mm-hmm. And so, Nyla Rose is the new champion. And uh, what's interesting to me is I feel like this is going to be a long reign because there are a few baby faces who are even close to ready to touching the title. Britt just went heel, so she's out of the picture. Statlander's not ready. No. Big Swole isn't championship material yet. No. Um, My opinion, Sheeta's I not ready yet. Say again? I don't think Big Swole will ever be championship. Really? Yeah, I don't. I just for me, not sold on her, man. Interesting. Don't Interesting. like her gimmick. I mean, I'm I'm not. I've only seen her a few times, mm-hmm. which is why I don't want to go ahead and say you know it's not going to happen for her. She could have a, a low ceiling. I have no idea, but as of right now, I don't see it. 
Yeah. But who knows? But again, the rest of the women on the roster, I mean, Ali's a heel. Awesome Kong is hurt. Um, All the women you signed to be your baby faces have turned heel. Yeah. There are very few faces. Now, um, Shauna's a face, but she's not ready. Like, they need Kylie Ray. <laughs> she's off doing indie stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know if they want to set this up so that Riho can come back full circle and take the belt back off her in six months. You know? I don't know. Maybe she does take the belt off her now that she is moving to the States. Yeah. I don't know. But I think Nyla's going to hold the belt for quite some time. And then, you want to talk about the last big surprise that AEW well, brought us this week on Dynamite? I, I'd like to just go over um, the inability to detail. Like, okay. The, the inattention to detail. Okay. From Jim Ross. <clears throat> okay. And... Uh-huh. Uh, Kind of got the wrestling world and the transgender world a buzz. A buzz. <clears throat> Nyla Rose winning the uh, R- uh, ROH. Uh, God forbid uh, the AEW Women's World Championship, mm-hmm. and Jr. says she's the king of the mountain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, some people may see see this as insensitive because Nyla Rose uh, is a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. You. Have stated before, like you don't like. It's not you don't see anything wrong with it, but you do see like he needs to be more aware. But it, it's yeah. it's not like it. Well, there was no malicious intent behind it. Yes, I don't think there's any malicious intent, and I also think the phrasing, while is not of the best taste, it's not. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not overtly offensive. It's a saying that because of her being a transgender woman is offensive. I mean, but if I'm if I'm speaking to someone that's non-binary mm-hmm. and I say he or she or whatever, you know, well, yeah, yeah. they will get upset, you know? Yeah. But he didn't say he's the king of the mountain. No, he said she's the king of the mountain. Right, so he's acknowledging that she's a she mm-hmm. and then using the phrase king of the mountain as in being the top of of the 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 it's a phrase, you know what I mean? And she's, again, on, she's at the top of the pecking order. Right. Now. Right. And again, I understand that because she's transgender, it would be more better it would have been better fitting for him to say she's a queen of the mountain. I yes. get that. But has she been a cisgender woman or a cisgender male or even a transgender male? No one would bat an eye. Yeah. Because you'd be oh she's a king of if if Charlotte Flair won something and the, she's a king of the mountain, no, no. one would bat an eye. No, but because they would say she, her whole thing is the queen, so she would say she's the queen of the mountain. You're, you're missing my point. I understand that, but like use okay, Bailey. fine. Sasha Banks, who? Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. If Bailey won, well, she is the champion. But if Bailey is the champion and they call her the king of the mountain, no one's batting an eye. Yeah. Roman Reigns wins king of the mountain. No one's batting an eye. A cisgender man, I mean a transgender man, no one bats an eye. But because she's a transgender woman. People are like, whoa, why it's got to be That's king, in, though? Yeah, it's insensitive. But again, I think the fact that he called her a she before saying the phrase is indicative that he understands, and he's respectful, and he is acknowledging her as a woman. Mm-hmm. He just 
use the phrase King of the Mountain because that's the phrase King of the Mountain. I mean, again, I think people are dragging it. I just have to play devil's advocate for no, a bit. No, I understand. It's like, if you get on the bad side of the uh, transgender community, and oh, the, yeah, the LBGTQ community, <clears throat> they can, will destroy yeah. AEW. Like AEW yeah. will be done. But if there's ever if there's any promotion that is totally LGBTQ friendly, it's AEW. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, you have a transgender woman as your, your top champion. woman champion, and, and you have Sunny Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> and you have Sunny Kiss. And you have Sunny Kiss. Kiss. Win, <laughs> game over. So yeah, that was that's, that, that's what I wanted to. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's definitely not nearly as bad as uh, the uh, Jim Cornette. Oh, leave my man alone. Anyway. Big debut, massive debut on this week's AEW. Again, this this show was just top to bottom. Jeff Cobb debuts. Corn on the cob. cob. Jeff Cobb salad. Yes. Any more? Jeff Cobweb. There you go. Another one? No, I I really really (laughs) reached the back for that that last one. Hang on front. Jeff Cobbler. Ah, you're so good at this. <laughs> you're so good. Uh, so, <coughs> so the way they did this actually disappointed me at first, but then I was okay with it because Chris Jericho kind of just blurts out, "Next week you're going to be facing my my hired gun." I think you call him like like a like not an assassin, but like a hired gun, something like that. Hitman. Jeff, my hitman, Jeff Cobb. And I was like, "Thanks, Jericho." Way to just. Blurred out that Jeff Cobb is here now. But then in the final segment of the show... It's such a very WWE way of... Yeah. Like, they did it on SmackDown when yeah. we get to. Yeah. Just such a bleh. nonchalant way of just like... Jeff Cobb is... He's not... You'll see him next week. Bleh. Like what? He's not major, <laughs> but he's a big I mean, it was a big signing. It was a big signing. Yeah. He's a very good wrestler. Very much on the upswing of his career right now. Yeah. You know, after he won the he won Bola last year, he had a match against Osprey at the G1 Supercard. Where they merged uh, the the belts. Mm-hmm. And now he's, you know, he's Jeff Cobb. And so... Now, is Jeff Cobb part of the inner circle? So that's the question. He stood with them at the end of the show. He came down to beat up Moxley. But is this just because... He's a hired gun, or is he part of the inner circle? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's a hired gun situation. I don't want another big man powerhouse bruiser in the inner circle. That's what Jeff Hager's supposed to be there for. Jake. Jake Hager. I always want to call him Jeff, but I don't know why. I always want to call him Jack Swagger, but I can't. <laughs> I want to call him Jack Spicer. Jack Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> you ever Sheldon show down? Jack Spicer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Jeff Cobb makes his AEW debut. He will be, I believe, next week will be going one on one with Mr. John Moxley, which should hurt a lot. Mr. Eyepatch Pirate yes. Man. Which you can now purchase at ProWrestlingTees.com. Pi- it's literally a, a eye patch that says Mox. That's amazing. I'm like, okay. That's cute. I'm, so my, uh, my co worker scratches cornea. Which so we, one? Uh, which coworker, or which eye? Both. <laughs> I'm invested. It was Dan, and this is right eye. Sorry to hear that, Dan. 
And so... He, Dan Dan the eye patch man. So he's had to wear sunglasses to work <coughs> yesterday whoa, and today. Whoa, whoa, what? Relax. So I told him, I was Am like, I being replaced? I was like, you look silly. You can't be working with sunglasses. I'm going to get you an eye patch. And he's like, no. I said, I'm going to buy you an eye patch with my own money, and you have to wear it. I went to the medical supply store, no eye patches. I was devastated. Antellus. I don't go into Antellus anymore. Just tell him to throw it out the door and leave the money on the floor. <laughs> What is this home alone? <laughs> Just leave the mud, leave the eye patch on the floor, you filthy yeah. animal. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Oh, oh is that a freshly squeezed shirt? Yeah. Oh man, I may have to get me one before. Uh, you know, dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, so what, were, what were we talking about? Eye patches, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> So we should get Moxley versus Cobb, if I'm not mistaken, at on Dynamite next week. Now let's move over, shall we, to um, the Down of Smacks? Well, there wasn't a lot of smacking down this episode of SmackDown. There's a lot of talking. Little, little, little. Ah, uh... oh, damn! I couldn't. I couldn't let the SmackDown. No. What? I'm trying to to change the yeah. See, there it is. The mox, uh, the mox patch. Oh my god! John and the Moxley description is hilarious. 15 yeah, fifteen bucks for an eye patch. That's amazing. If it wasn't gonna come in like eight weeks, you would have ordered it for your for your, your eye. Oh, absolutely. If I could have this like by Monday, I would totally order this and make Dan wear it. Wear it, or you're fired. Right. <laughs> I can do that too. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> you so, underestimate so my so power. Will has the high ground right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what I would do to be able to make that boy wear a patch to work every day. So SmackDown starts in, 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 into the similar fashion that Raw did, where we start off with the. SmackDown Women's Championship being defended. Bailey defending her title against Carmella. It was actually pretty good. It was a, it was a, it was a very well done match. Until the end. Oh, yeah, it was a little botchy getting out of the code of silence. Not botchy, but it was very clunky. Yeah, okay, yeah. That, that's a better way of putting it. So it was like, it was super clunky and... Like Carmella had that super smooth transition into the code of silence. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just, I'm not sure what you're trying to do. I think Bailey was trying to like... No, Bailey was trying to do a jackknife. Okay. And and then Carmella tried to put her into another code no, of silence. Bailey switched. Like, she slipped. Mm-hmm. So then Carmella tried to put her in another code of silence, and then Bailey kind of, like, uh, scooted over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, tried to pin her, but realized that she was too far from the rope, so she pulled, pulled Carmella. Carmella. Yeah. And then she was still too far from the rope, so she only got leverage onto, like, the bottom rope. And yeah. I was like, ah. She got to the middle rope. Add the three count. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <clears throat> we've always, I've always said this is like, finishes can really ruin a, a good match. Agreed. And this this didn't, though. Like, yeah, no, I don't just ruin the match. I think it it hindered it from being, let's say, let's say we called this a three and a half star match. It could have been like a, you know, 3.75 if it wasn't for that, that finish. And I'm yeah. like, it, it took a little bit away from it, but it didn't ruin it. Yeah. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it was still a really good match. I hated the way they segmented into this with uh, Moment of Bliss. 
where Carmella and Nikki Cross are talking about their celebrity crushes and it was awkward and now Nikki Cross just dresses like Alexa Bliss and it's just I don't know. Anyway. But we had a two hour show with literally three matches. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of kappa kappa kappa. <clears throat> it was just dumb segment after dumb segment after dumb segment. We had uh a Hogan interview, we had a Sami Zayn and Cesaro protest pro- protest concert. Yeah. That led to a beatdown by Strowman and uh, Elias. We had... What other nonsense took place? They kept re- referencing the Otis and Mandy date that they finally got to at 9.30. Sucked. Because we were anticipating that thing all night. And then, and then it was a wet fart. Yeah. Because Dolph Ziggler shows up and he sits down at the table and then Otis shows up, sees him at the table and walks away. Everybody loves Jeremy. Yeah. Again, you, I'm getting real 2010. Are you calling me Otis right now? <laughs> I'm Dolph Ziggler. Did you just call me Otis and call yourself Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm getting real 2010 vibes from that, man. It's like, everybody loves Jeremy. Disrespectful. You're probably going to get Mandy Rose at the end of the day anyway. I mean, Mandy's not my type, though. She's definitely... Never mind, man. It's probably... (laughs) Anyway, I mean, SmackDown didn't really have much to offer. Oh, no, it didn't. And then uh, we alluded to earlier, uh, them just dropping, like, a bombshell so nonchalantly, which is like, um, I have to get ready. Bailey is in the back uh, being interviewed by some clam. Bailey, so do you think that this like people? Some people are saying that this is a controversial win because you cheated, and it's like a, the the ref raised my hand. I didn't think anything was controversial. I got to get ready for my match at Super Showdown. How's it go? Okay. Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay. That, uh, that's it. Like no. It's so funny. How how many times? Since the beginning of the women's revolution. They make a big hoopla over everything. Yeah. But something that's legitimately socially massive, they're just like, meh. It's a thing that's happening. I'm having a match. I'm having a match. I'm having a match. I'm probably going to get... She's going to win. Oh my God, stop. I just hope Bailey gets back alive. And whoever she's facing. I hope her and... And no one else? Just have... them two... (laughs) It probably shouldn't be Naomi, right? That's not for air. I'm just, I'm That's being real. That's not for air. Okay, all right. Fair. Let's plant seeds, my friend. Because, <laughs> you know, in wrestling, there are good seeds. And in William's thick, crazy mind, there are a lot of bad seeds. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the garden, the tree, and the forest. That is professional wrestling. So shades. <laughs> Would you like to provide your seeds for the week? I <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta, I gotta take a muse next next episode. <laughs> that coronavirus is really oh. taking it to me. Oh my! And you and you won't talk about me. What coronavirus? That's not appropriate. What you have, you do not have the coronavirus. We don't know. I I don't go to the doctor, oh, so I can have everything. To be oh honest, my Jimmy Cricket. Can you proceed with your seeds? So my good seeds actually go to both Raw and SmackDowns. Okay. Women's Championship match. 
You son of a building block. They both had very good matches. Uh, good way to kick off the show. Too bad the rest of the shows were like diarrhea. Like, that's it. This is diarrhea. Okay. So my good seeds go to Asuka and Becky and Bailey and Carmella. What about Nala and Eva? Three women's title matches. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, it's your, it's your. It's my good yeah. Also, I felt bad because I didn't get to see the Riho okay, Nyla match, so it's like this. I don't want to fake a good seed. Okay, you know, bad seed. Well, give me your good seed. So my good seed was originally going to be the. I was going to call it the treatment of the women's divisions across wrestling this week, but more specifically the three women's titles matches I thought were all fantastic and the highlights of each of the three shows, or at least highlights, not the highlights. However, as you've already alluded to two out of those three matches, I will say my good, I mean my uh, good apple for the week, good my seed. good seed for the week, excuse me. We're not at apples yet. Shut your face. Is going to go to AEW as a whole this week. AEW Dynamite, specifically. Shocker. <sighs> What else am I supposed to give it to? Oh, just flates. Come on. Am I buddy. supposed to give it to Inglewood? Inglewood up to no good. Am I supposed to give it to Simone Johnson? Who? Am I supposed to give it to Ring of Honor for announcing things that no one cares about? Who? Exactly. My good seed goes to AEW Dynamite for this week. Okay. From top to bottom, really good show. Everything made sense. Everything progressed. Every storyline forward. Big debuts. Big title matches. Everything had significance. Everything propelled the company forward. Fantastic episode. Your bad seed, sir. Uh, as Hugo would say, Jeremy always likes to be the contrarian. Okay. I'm going to go with AEW is my bad seed of the week. No, I'm not. I'm yeah? not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> what? Uh, my bad seed of the week goes to the Mandy Rose uh, Otis for literally pulling on my heartstrings yeah. and then going the route of a mm, 80s or 90s movie where the nerd has a date with the, the, the popular girl mm. and then the jock swoops in and then at the end of the day they'll be even, together. Even then they, they ran that little promo that led into the date like you know how we got here and we were like, we were like oh this is great. This is awesome. And Ducky! Then, Ducky! And then they ruined it. Yeah. So, alright. It just this is just a match. This is just a way to have a tag team match between uh, Rude and Ziggler versus uh, Heavy Machinery, Heavy Machinery. Yeah. and then for the love of Mandy Rose. Oh, that's a big step backwards. That's a big. St- they if they're smart they when do, they do that, I'm done with the segment. Like I don't. They care. cannot. They have to be very careful to never say. For Mandy's hand, or for Mandy's love, or for Mandy's affection. Unless, unless she says it outright. Right, right. Yeah. And even, even, like, that's kind of, that'll put negative light on Mandy and the writing for her character. But if they do it otherwise, oh, that's going to be... <clears throat> I mean, if, if done tastefully, they can they can do it. But this is WWE, and tasteful isn't their word, like their name. It would, she would have to have a legitimate conflict... Of emotion between Otis and Ziggler. I mean, you see Ziggler's got a killer body. But then even see, then, Otis, you're, you're going to... He's lovable, uh, lush, you know? Do you really want to perpetrate the idea of a woman being won over by a by a fight? 
You know, I, I, I mean, it's been done for since the beginning of time. But it's not real, though. Yes, it is. I mean, You're telling me if you got into a fist fight right now and you lost, a man is going to leave you for that guy? Depends. Never. Are we fighting for her honor? That's not okay. Let's move on. My bad seed for the week it goes to the horrendous Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. Sharon. <laughs> Yes, Shayna Baszler's Ozzy Osbourne impression does not win it for me. That's a that's a bad seed for sure, without question. That just made me lose interest in the angle. Don't care. Stop biting stuff. You're weird. <laughs> All right. Shouldn't have to say that about an adult. <laughs> stop. Hey, biting stop biting stuff. people. It's not okay to bite people. Stop biting stuff. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. And if, did I miss anything, Shades? I don't think so. So then, I think it's going to wrap up our episode this week. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples to Apple. grapples the number two. two. Apples, if you're not on SoundCloud, could be on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. That's Grapples and Apples. Again, that's Grapples at number two. two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I'm one of your hosts on this very romantic day. I am Ill Will, the poet Harry, and the Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be, because that's who I is. Join. Oh, my hetero life mate. And my every year Valentine's Day partner. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too congested to smell the flowers. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Yeah, boy! Shades. <clears throat> Don't forget to tune in this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad recipe. Bruce. Happy Valentine's Day.